Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Now, shall we begin? Hello, and welcome to Admiral Glass in the Quiet Regard. My name is Daniel, and I'm Lewis. And today is December 18th, 2016, and we are bringing you a special holiday podcast after months of not recording at all. How you doing, Lewis? I am good feeling the holiday season man you look great yeah. I love, how are you i love I, the hat you you have the same hat on i i you do. started I, the hat and i was i i saw it and i said i have one of those right here i need to put it on as well i have to take a i have to take a screenshot gotta take a screenshot smile all right i got it <laughs> did you hear the mac for some reason my mac is outputting uh noises to the, to the display right does what display right? Uh, to the to the display, your output set to display audio, right? I'm not, I'm not even speakers. Exactly that. Exactly oh. uh, the the system audio, like the noises, are coming through the system speakers. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. I'm doing good. Do you recognize this? What I'm wearing around my neck? Okay, hold on. You may still you may not recognize it even after I show you what it is. Can you see the little symbols on there? Miami Dolphins, yeah. That's right. That's right. They won yesterday. They won. <clears throat> what did they win? A game. But it's pretty it's a pretty important game in in so far as they have an opportunity to make it to the championship playoff series where they have an opportunity to win the the whole league championship. I know that I know that uh you don't care too much about that, but that's okay. I mean, I'll, 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 you know, there, there's moments of like consciousness where you're looking at this and you're asking yourself, wow, it's a bunch of grown men running around a field with a ball and they're hitting each other really violently and the stands are filled with drunken people, really angry at the Jets because the Jets are a terrible team this year. And, and there's just like a moment where you're like, wow. This is funny, you know. It's just funny that we care so much that this is a multi-billion-dollar business, and and then I just and then I just you know then they make a play and I forget and I just join fandom again and start screaming at my television for no good reason and doing all those things. But so they they always uh, kick out the um, uh, not meet the press. What's the other one? Um... Some There's other... two Sunday, Sunday shows that they talk a little bit about politics. Meet the Press and Face the Nation. So the Face the Nation is always pushed to 1 a.m. because of the pre-pre-pre-game show uh, Yeah, Broncos. So if there's two things about football that really bother me, it's all the pre-game stuff because it's it's worthless. Like They're just not talking. And it, so regardless of how you feel about the game, the game is the point. Like, that's what matters. But all this other conversation about what could be or what couldn't be and 
Sometimes they get out on the so that I'm with you. I don't watch. I don't sit don't down. Care. In fact, so I, I don't even mind if they do have a pregame show, right? But the game. This is at 9 a.m. our time that uh, Face the Nation is supposed to be on. And we're in a pretty important time in uh, U.S. history. We have just had an election. It's been divisive. A lot of people are angry. There's a lot of questions going on and what's going on with the next uh, leadership, right? And they push Face the Nation, which is uh, one of the better shows that actually ask questions to 1 a.m. so they can put on a pre-pre-pre-pre-game show for a football game. This is a 9 a.m., for a football game that doesn't start till one, mm-hmm. if they want a pregame show, especially close, okay, I understand it's later in the season, it's getting closer to the playoffs. If it's not the playoffs already, I don't know. Um, so games are beginning to really matter in the sense of who has positioning in the playoffs and all that. I, I get that; that's fine. But three, it, it seems like the pregame shows are longer than the actual game. It's stupid, and and they don't that's have any good stupid. content. But, okay, so let's, for sake of argument, let's say yep. that the pregame shows were filled with things that were valuable. Okay. Even then, I would agree with you. The point is the game, not the people surrounding the game. So heap heap on top of the fact that it's already kind of a waste of time, that all the content is garbage, and it's like a double insult. It's It's like a double slap to your face, if you will. I hate that expression, if you will. If you will, yeah. I suspect, now, this is coming from somebody who does not watch it, just gets angry and, not angry, angry is probably too strong a word. Uh, I, I celebrate the ridiculousness of our culture when it comes on. Um, the I suspect that quite often, those shows are filled with commercials, probably more so than... A normal show and our commercials and news shows and they're, they're ridiculous. I mean, you watch a show on Hulu with no commercials. It's 21 minutes long. That's nine. That's that's almost a third of the show is advertisements. So I suspect that this is just another revenue stream for the for the TV channel. Absolutely. And, and that's all they do. I, 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 you can't blame them for that. We're getting free. We don't pay for the people tune the in. Air. People tune in, and the way they pay. Although for I'm it, not one of them is advertisements, right? That's that's the way it is. Second thing that bugs but the hell out of me. The oh, ridiculousness sorry. of that is just, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry, second I, thing that bugs you. Yeah, so the second thing that bugs me is the color commentators that speak during the game. So when the Dolphins play in Miami, I go to the football game. Like I said, I'm a big fan. My version of a pregame show is getting drunk at a tailgate party before the game, right? Like that's, and by the way, that's the reason, you know, we record this podcast on Sundays. Once the football season began, that's what kind of put a damper on the recordings because it, it, this seems like a really sweet time to record. It works for you. It works for me, believe it or not, even though it's a little bit in the middle of Sunday, but I generally get errands done in the morning while you're sleeping. By the time you wake up, get your coffee, take your shower, have breakfast with your wife, all those things. I've done most of the duties for the day, and then what's left is spend time with you and then do homework with the kids. Um, but when, when football season comes around, it, it just it changes everything because I'm a big football fan. I love to watch every Dolphins game. When they're here in Miami, I go to the stadium. When they're on TV, I watch them on TV. But when I watch them on TV, you're going to laugh at this. I actually mute my TV so I don't hear any of the game audio. Good. 
Well, <laughs> you say good. I, I'll explain why good, but you mute the audio, and that's... I that mute the fine. audio because... I, I'll agree with that. As annoying as... As annoying as not hearing the game audio is, it's even more annoying to hear those fuckers talk all the damn time. It's like they're filling the air with constant talking. They never just shut up. And so when you're in a position where you have to talk all the time, kind of like when you're recording a podcast, you start saying stupid shit like, you know, oh, like they have to explain everything, even when there isn't an explanation or when sometimes you, you don't have to, right? You could just let a play sit in the air. Just let it, you know, a nice hit. Boom. You know, just let that simmer. Let that simmer. You don't have to fry the fuck out of everything, out of every play. Give simmering a chance. You know, let, let's treat football like a crockpot meal where you, set it, where you set it and forget it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Obviously, yeah. I get riled up. I, I get riled up because yeah. their stupid commentary is messing with my consumption of a completely useless uh, game, mm-hmm. and so so it bugs me. It, it it bugs me a lot, especially since I'm paying through the impressions I'm giving of all their ads. I feel like, hey, if you want me to watch your commercials, can you at least not talk during my game? Or okay, you have to say something. So say something some of the time. Don't constantly be talking about every. Like they'll say they sometimes contradict each other, and then that's that's funny. Like one guy will say, "Ooh, that's not a touchdown." Immediately followed by the other guy saying, "That's a touchdown. Awesome work." And it's like, how do you reconcile that? And I know I've lost you. No, if, no, you haven't. If they're, if they're, well, I, I just saw your eyes, and they looked glazed over. No, no, I, I was. I've moving, the point. I was death. moving your your uh, camera feed around. I'm trying to make it. Uh, I'm moving it around. I'm trying to make it so I'm actually looking at you instead of I'm looking down. And I moved it the wrong way, so I'm then you know you're at the bottom of my screen, so I'm like this. Looks like I'm glazed over. <laughs> gotcha. So anyway, football football put a damper on our recordings, but I'm glad that at least for this holiday season we could record once. Yeah. Um. One one the thing that annoys me, and this is coming from somebody who doesn't watch football, is the audio. Right. So my neighbor he built this nice. Uh, uh, outdoor sunroom sort of thing. Uh, and he has a little fire pit that you can open it up or close it. And he always invites friends over on Sunday or whenever the games are. Because you know Broncos. Yeah. Um, and it isn't the Tag cheering. that, by the way. It isn't, it isn't... What's that? Let's tag Denver Broncos. So okay. finish your thought and yeah. we'll talk. So it, it isn't them cheering. It isn't them having a good time. It isn't the uh, occasional... Yeah! You know, it's not that. It's not... It's not the uh, the noise that annoys me, right? Is the the audio that they can they 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 purposely leave in the the crowd, you know, right? The, come combined with the whistle, combined with the pitch of the voices of the announcers. It's almost I as mean, bad it, as going to IKEA during Christmas time. Oh, it just that combination just gets under my skin. Just the I don't care for football, so but I, I don't want uh, other people to uh, not enjoy what they enjoy because of me. But that combination, those three combinations, the combination of those three noises is horrible. If they just turn down the for me, if they turn down the the stadium noise a little bit, right? Because I understand that's part of the the pulse, the 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 sound of of uh, of the sports, right? And if the audio 
the uh, the announcers, their voice uh, wasn't so annoying. But they had like Rick Steves or not Rick Steves. Uh, uh, what's the Weekly Top Forty guy with the? Uh, Rick D's. Rick D's. Rick D's. Yeah. yeah. If they had people like that, I I don't think it'd be as as annoying. It'd be kind of funny. Um, and here's something interesting. Basketball noise doesn't annoy me at all. And they do the same thing. They have they play they uh, they inject the the sound of the stadium, right, into the audio of the TV, so you can hear that. They still have the same whistles and sportsy guy sort of announcers, you know. But when I hear that, if I go to a place that has a sports a sportsman on the TV, that doesn't annoy me as much. So it's I, the football that has a very that's interesting. Noise. Now I that I. Now that I think about it, I don't think that I mind the announcers on a basketball game. I can watch the Heat on TV and not feel the need to mute the audio. Right. And I can think of two, at least two reasons why. The first is that the game is simpler. So what they're commenting and providing color on, it's just simpler. It's a five-on-five five game. It's a small court. You can see the announcers are right there on the floor with the players, so they kind of see and get it. As opposed to the football field where the announcers are, I don't know, up 300 feet up into the in the press box. And they're seeing literally 12 on 12. So it's more than double the amount of players. And except for the obvious things, it's very hard to discern what's actually happening to then provide it, you know, provide commentary on it. Like and so corollary to that is that I can't watch, I can't listen to a football game on the radio. I mean, I can, but all of it, I, I'm I'm asking myself, I don't know what the hell's going on. Like I can't visualize it the way a radio announcer describing a basketball game or a baseball game or a soccer game might be able to. Announcers talking about football, they're like he's the first and fifteen on the ten yard line, going from my left to my right or whatever, like whatever they say. Yep. And in my mind, I'm just trying to put a mental picture to it, and I can't. So it's very hard to follow as a radio radio sport. So do you think, and this is me coming from not a sports fan, but I used to like basketball a long time ago. Do you think it's the pace of the uh, the game that changes it? Because uh, with football, it's like a, I, I, how long are the games now? 14 hours? You know, with uh, seven minutes about, of actual play. about three to three and a half hours, yeah. But how, how many times are they actually playing versus just sitting around talking about what they're going to do? Yeah, they, they're, they're maybe actually playing for about a third of the time. Like, yeah, so, versus so, basketball, there's, you know, they're grabbing the ball, running running back, running forward, similar to hockey. Um, yeah, hockey and soccer are great, right? This is a pace is intense. Baseball, yeah. there is no pace, right? They're just having a good time <laughs> walking around. So even when they hit the ball, right, they're running towards the base. They don't even run really full tilt. So ba- baseball has no intensity to it. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, baseball has a lot of statistics because they need to fill up the uh, the space in between, right? So they have something to talk about. It's just easier. <laughs> the, the game of football is complicated. You know, like when my girls ask me, what's going on? And we're looking at a basketball game. It's pretty simple. Yeah, those guys have to shoot the ball in that hoop. And then that mm-hmm. other side gets the other hoop. And they just take turns. You know, and they either make it or they don't. And when the ball's loose, any team can get it. It's a very it's basketball. If in that example is simple, obviously there's some nuance that's missing there. But I can't simply explain football. You got four chances to go ten yards. What? 
you know, you got to make it to the end of the field in order to score, or you could kick it. Well, why would you kick it? Oh, because, and it just, and how many points? Oh, yeah, if you make it to the end zone, that's six points. And then you kick another time to get a seventh point. Why? And that's not your only option. You can do, and it just, it gets complicated. You look at a score like 34-17, and you're like, what possible combination of things did it take to arrive there? Exactly. Like, it's just, it's, it's not, it, fo- football is complicated. And I, and I think that's, so all those things combined, it's the, now the basketball it's, scoring makes much better sense, much more sense. Or th- I mean, soccer or hockey's you hit the puck soccer. in the goal and it's a point. It's it's a point. You made it in the hole. Good job. Why <laughs> six? Why three? Why one? Why two? You know, like like there's just there's just these different ways that you can get a different combination of points, and it is interesting. I mean, like I said, I know the game, so I find it very I find it fascinating, and it is very it's very close to war. And it, 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 truly, like a lot of people wouldn't think of the game of football as akin to chess, but it really is. Like, I can't think of another game where, even if, like, for sake of argument, let's say that you had two teams where the talent was a hundred percent equal on both sides, talent capability. The coaching can absolutely make a difference because it's the coaches that create the game plans, which is kind of like your war, you know, strategies to go out and fool the other team to, to make the points. So it's really, really interesting, but it's really complicated. So people that don't get into it, I, I had it baked into me like religion, right? You know, my dad, yeah. um, you know, likes the dolphins and uh, took me to a few games as a kid. And, you know, I can never like another team. Just like I probably never be Jewish is baked into <laughs> me. It was true. I don't, I don't, I don't mean like, like blood Jew. I mean like, like the religion. Jewish religion. Could you be Jew-ish? <laughs> nice. So I have a question for you. What do you think? I read an article. Uh, it was one of the airline magazines. I don't remember which. T- speaking about that the NFL has maxed out its market in the U.S. And now that's one of the reasons that they're trying to expand a franchise to London. Right? Because London seems to have a mix enough of cultures that it could spark a international interest as proper football. You know, the game that's called football where they actually use their foot to move the ball, not this hand ball game that we, we call football. Um, but some people are uh, on one side, people are saying, well, we don't want that American culture uh, elitism with this weird football game invading Europe. Uh, on the other hand, it's another consumer you, good they can tax. How, yeah, yeah. How would you? Uh, how does that impact the teams? Because right now, uh, although from New York to London is a four or five hour flight, and New York to Seattle is a four or five hour flight, um, there's there's quite a bit of difference and uh, impact on the body, especially an athlete, to perform um, after a flight like that. So, how would you have the how would the San Francisco 49ers do against the London Kings or whatever they want want to call themselves? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, it's a good question. And, and do you think that the market is saturated in the U.S. for uh, NFL? Uh, you could probably put up more f- football teams in the U.S., uh, but they wouldn't. They, I, I could see where we're at a point where the dilution can get really strong. 
it, it can get to a point where you can, I mean, look at the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? They're, they're the team that's most likely going to be the one that transfers or moves over to London. I mean, those guys don't fill their stadium. They, they're, they're operating at a net loss, really. That's why, I don't know. I don't know that that's true. But let me say it another way. Their owner Is there too doesn't... much saturation in the Florida market, though? Because you have, uh, what, the Bucks and Miami and that it? Two big teams? You, you have Tampa, Miami, Jacksonville. Those are your Florida teams for football. Is that too much? Because Jacksonville is kind of a weird city in Florida. It's really south south uh, Georgia, right? And uh, Georgia has, what are, what are the Atlanta? The uh, Firehawks or whatever? I think it's just... The Falcons. It's the Falcons. Some they bird. pick. They pick birds. <laughs> I think the uh, the Hawks is the basketball team. Yeah, and the uh, I think that's, that's I think that's what they're so called. What's funny is that when I think of when I think in when I try and think in my head the logo of the Atlanta Falcons. I'm sorry, the Atlanta Hawks, a basketball team. I think of the old logo they had when Dominic Wilkins played back in whatever the 80s, late 80s, early 90s. Mm. Um, but I, I, I don't, I don't know that Florida is saturated. I, I, I don't know if that's why, uh, it, it takes a lot to host a football team. You know, it's a big business with a lot of moving parts, a payroll that's very, very expensive, but it's similar to baseball, right? And you've got all these different baseball stadiums and, yeah, but a baseball season is what 130,000 games. How many games long is it? <laughs> I want to say like 160, 162 games. It's a lot of games, and each game is 11 hours or so. I may, I may, I may have my numbers a little off. Maybe it just seems a little off. To me. <laughs> a little off. Next time you're in Miami during baseball season, we're going to go to a baseball game. I, I, I used to get these tickets when I was working for the oil oil companies in Houston. Because the Astros, you know, and uh, plenty of sports in, in Houston. And they would just give out those tickets all over the place, especially when you were talking about buying new equipment. So I've, I've been to, I've been to, uh, being as little a sports fan as I am, meaning no, not a sports fan at all, I've been to way too many club levels. Way, way too many. I've, I've been in the Minute Maid club level. I've been Minute uh, Maid. Astrodome. Yeah. Minute Maid Park. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I've been, you, 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 Toyota Center, the 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 summit. I, I the, the, my favorite one was the um, the soccer team. The uh, I can't remember what it was because at the time before they got their stadium, they have a stadium now too, by the way, in Houston. Um, was at um, I don't know if it was University of Houston State old stadium or Rice University's old stadium, but it was an old stadium, but still packed, mostly Hispanics. Uh, the Announcers spoke primarily in Spanish and then a short blurb in English about the uh, the game that's going on. That tells you, you know, who the audience was for that. Uh, the Dynamo, I think they were called. Yeah. It's so funny that we're talking. That's not even Major League Football. I don't know, soccer, is it? I don't know. I don't. I know very little about MLS. Yeah. They had their championship the other day. I think they're at the MLS Cup. It was a pretty good game. I only saw, I saw the highlights of it. It went down to penalty kicks, and it included a pretty wild save. 
meaning one team could have just won at one during regulation, won nothing. The save, the guy literally jumped up and reached behind his head and then pushed the ball out of the goal. I mean, just ridiculous uh, athletic play. And it was the team of that goalie that won the game in penalty shots. So it seems very fitting that they would win the cup. This is kind of cool. So I, I just learned something. It is Major League Soccer. And uh, one of the owners, I'm going to send you a link to the wiki article. And just on the right under the logo, look at the owner list. Tell me if anybody jumps out at you. Okay. Oh, gosh. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. You're going to react. I, I can tell. All right. Let's see. It's on the right-hand side. You know, It's a Wikipedia article. The boxer? Yeah. <laughs> Oscar de la Hoya. Yeah, isn't that cool? <clears throat> yeah. Could have been George Foreman. He's a big Houstonian too. Wow. He was rated the top-rated fighter in the Ring magazine, Pound for Found, in 1997-1998. He retired in 2009 with a career-spanning... 16 years. Wow. Good for him. De La Hoya. Love that last name. Uh, yeah, I have a. I actually have a soccer ball I recently found. I was cleaning out the garage trying to find uh, Christmas stuff. Signed by the entire team that I got at one of these club-level events um, <laughs> for 2008 or so. It was, I don't know. It's probably worth at least $11 now. Cheaper than what a new ball would cost because it's used, of course. It has writing all over it. <laughs> who, who wrote all over the ball? I mean, that's, that's kind of bad. <laughs> so I can't believe we've spent so much time talking about sports. Um, just seems Merry weird. Christmas to you. Oh, thank you. That's, that's my gift to you. I, I spent, uh, we're, we're probably going to get close to half an hour talking about one of your favorite topics. Well, I mean, I like I like sports. I tagged Denver Broncos. Let me quickly let you know that the Miami Dolphins and the Denver Broncos are competing for a playoff spot this year with three games left. The Dolphins won their their game last night. The Patriots have to play Tom Brady and the sorry, the Broncos have to play Tom Brady and the Patriots today. So so that's going to be a tall order. Um, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. Who do you think will win? Between the uh, Broncos and the Patriots? Uh-huh. If I were a betting man, I would... Uh, let me see what the betting line is. <laughs> I'm going to look on uh, Patty Power, because I've been looking on that for their novel novelty bets. Bron- fun to watch. Broncos, Patriots... Odds. Oh, wow. Broncos. Broncos are taking about six points. Yeah, I I would definitely go Patriots to cover. So not only are they going to win, they're going to they're going to they're going to win by more than what the. The predicted score is 25 to 19. Yeah. Interesting. No, but hey, I appreciate the gift. Thank you. I, I do like to talk sports. We don't often get the chance, so given that it's the holidays, I think it's the right time to 
to be generous. So why, why don't I give back to you? Do you want to talk current events or politics or other things you swore we wouldn't talk about on this show? No. <laughs> but I do want to talk about advertising. You tagged the Denver Broncos. Um, and I'm sure you have it in Miami, right? There's advertising here. I always get a kick out of advertising. We talk a lot about advertising and, uh, and marketing in, in general. Um, and you, you see the, the official whatever of the Denver Broncos or the Miami Dolphins. I'm sure you have like Corona, the official beer of the Miami Dolphins, right? I don't know if that's what it is. It's probably Budweiser or Bud Light or Miller Light. I don't know. Um, but they have those sort of things, and I'm sure right. locally they have, you know, John Walsh, whatever, Chevrolet, the official Chevrolet dealer of the Denver Broncos. You have things like that. We have uh, those as well, but we have the official personal injury lawyer <laughs> of the Denver Broncos. What? <laughs> you know those commercials, you know, you know yes. have you been injured in an accident? Have you been injured at work? You know, and, uh, you call know, call Cohen and, you know, yeah, call Cohen and Cohen at whatever. Call Cohen and Cohen and, you know, there's a guy here who, who is the official personal in, injury attorney of the Denver Broncos. Nice. So I'm, I'm wondering how far can we go? Cause I, what I assume is as out of their marketing budget, cause it is advertising, right? Uh, the ability to have Denver Broncos next to your, your product brand, right? Or the Miami Dolphins next to your product brand. That's. You know, positive association. That's the whole thing about uh, having movie stars endorse. A As opposed to porn stars endorse As a product, porn, porn for stars, example. Porn stars in front of them. Yeah. Um, it, it, it implies trust, right? Uh, so what limit, if, they, if they're allow, saying, okay, we'll take your money, right? The, the personal injury <laughs> attorney uh, <laughs> says, yeah, okay, yeah. Whose for, money for, are they turning away? Right. The official Who's, cocaine dealer the, the of the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins or whatever says, ah, I'm not sure I want that. In Denver, of course, we have legalized marijuana. Do you think we'll see the official... Uh, phylactery? Uh, dispensary of the Denver Broncos. Did I call it a phylactery? What is a phylactery even? What, what is, is that? Ph- I don't know. I did, that word came out of my mouth when I was thinking of a dispensary. Phylacteries. Let's see what phylacteries are. A small leather box containing Hebrew texts on vellum worn by Jewish men at morning prayer. All right. Not quite drug related. No, but that it could be, right? You know, uh, I mean, related to Denver Broncos. Uh, it could be one of those. Um... The official phylactery provider of the Denver Broncos. So where's the so... limit? At what point does limit? a team yeah. say your money's no good to me? Well, I think any any illegal business, right? Sure. We're the, the Sopranos, business. the official protection agency. Yeah, official the, hitman of the Denver Broncos. Official hitman. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're describing a dystopian yeah. society. Like where? I want to. <laughs> if, if you if you want me to if you want me to kill that boss of yours. <laughs> You know, and call you know Oreo Alon at whatever, you know, like. Wait, wait, um, what's that um, cheating website that uh, all these people got caught on? Uh, Tinder? No, no Ashley uh, Madison, was it? There you go. Yeah, yeah. Ashley Madison, the official. Um, hold on, hold on. Call that. Let's, let's use what they use. What, what, what is their tagline? They have a tagline, don't they? 
Let's see. Do you hear my wife lecturing the kids? My wife's like no. lecturing the kids right now. So I don't know what they did. She but... comes in and you're looking at Ashley. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> um, Bettina's awesome. There's a lot of trust there. Um, yeah, their, their tagline is find your moment. So the official find your moment, the official place to find your moment for the Denver Broncos. Um, wow. I don't think I've ever checked out this website. Discreet photos, travel perks, inbox control. Hold on. Someone's entering my office. I'm recording a podcast. What's up, Sophia? You want to say hi? Come say hi. Say hi on the mic. Say hi. Hello. Hello. Can I get papers? Yeah, sure. Get paper. Uh, I still have six kids. That's, That's still good. a thing. Everyone's still alive. That's good. Against all odds, may I add. Um, yeah, where would the line be? Where would the line be? What would the, I, I think personal injury lawyer is already pretty good. That that's already kind of like. Uh, do you want to associate? Do you want your brand to be associated with personal injury? I mean, clearly the Denver. Wouldn't it be funny if the dude that's saying that actually isn't licensed to say that? <laughs> what are you going to assume? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, freaking lawyer man. <laughs> probably, ha- find it. probably has a stack of cease and desist letters. Cease and desist letters. Oh, that's funny. What else is going on in the news? I mean, come on. We, we, we uh, are the Apple AirPods. I want some, but they're nearly impossible to get. There's like a six week shipping, expected shipping date now, which probably won't actually take six weeks, but they're going on the safe side. Um, and there are reports that they're going to be available in retail stores this week, mm-hmm. but they don't say what day. So what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to show up randomly and hope, hey, is today the day? I think tomorrow, once I get a chance, I'm going to walk over to the Apple store. We have one across the street in Dadeland Mall from the office. Yeah, I've been there. Have you been to Raleigh, North Carolina? I have. Do you like it there? Should I uh, move it's there? Been a while. Um, Should I move it, there, Luis? Like with my kids, you think it's a nice place? I think North Carolina is a nice place overall. They have the mountains. You know, area I think goes up there in the uh, in the west part of the state in the mm-hmm. things, the Blue Ridge Mountains. Um, lots of small towns there. Uh, yeah, I, I would go. I, I would. I would drag six kids through there for sure. Yes, I think I've exhausted the where do you draw the line. I just I can't think of a business what what if what if what if prostitution were legal would you want the official prostitution ring of the uh, denver broncos no you can you can say right adult entertainment right the uh strip strip clubs that's a good one the denver broncos (laughs) they they hire the dolph a football team employs cheerleaders so I'm wondering if any association to anything that would dehumanize women even more would probably be seen as a. Uh, I think that they already toe a line with how they the fact that they have cheerleaders at all, and 
what the cheerleaders do, you know, with the whole dancing and they do the rocket line in the end zone sometimes and things like that. And, you know, they're literally there for eye candy. It's just like ridiculous. It's like, really? In 2016, that's still happening? Um, yes, that's that's. Yeah. The official beauty pageant of the Miami Dolphins. Like, it, Trump, I, I, Trump would love it. Uh, you, you said you said his name first, not me. He, he, is, he has his own beauty pageant, so I know you don't want to talk about know. it, but come on, let, let let let's just just briefly how how does somebody like Trump win an election against so many odds? Well, I mean, in uh, in, in some ways. Be it what it may, there is some political, like genius there, right? Like, like, because he marketing he, genius, we'll call it that. Yeah, yeah, sure. branding. The guys, the guy is a master persuader, and he's huh? very good at marketing, very good at brand, yeah. like his brand. Like you can even see him in the things he does nowadays, with you know, like taking a call from Taiwan, or his tweets about Boeing. And Lockheed Martin, it's all about his brand or his his uh, uh, he's doing um, celebration rallies, right? Thank <laughs> you, thank you rallies. So the as long as news keep on talking uh, about him, he gets to control the topic, uh, and he's very good about that, right? If he's controlling the uh, the topic of conversation, then we're not talking about the right thing. Right, because there's I'm, I'm, there's things that he doesn't want us talking about. Of course, we still don't haven't seen his taxes. He settled the whole lawsuit. He's, he he settled the whole uh, <laughs> and like the the, it, uh, the school lawsuit. Yeah, but what about his investments in other countries? He has this hotel now that we have countries leaders saying you will only stay at the Trump Hotel when visiting D.C. Is that true? It's true. Yeah, it's good for business. And then if we we could we talk about fake fake news too, right? And how far separated can uh, an organiz- organization like his? Because there's been other people who get into leadership roles um, and they divest themselves uh, or disconnect themselves, put it in a double blind trust, uh, liquidate all their assets and just buy, you know, a Vanguard index fund, right? Let somebody else manage it. He goes, I'm, I'm not managing it. I have no say in buying Boeing stock versus uh, McDonnell Douglas or whatever, right? Uh, but he's not doing that. For somebody, the business that he's in, how does he divest himself? And he says, "Well, my children are going to take care of it." Your children are in all these secret meetings. They're not even—they they weren't even elected, and they're taking part of all these meetings. And they're his children. Yeah, they're like, his children. I, I, I mean, like, to, I mean, it's, it, to, there's so many questions. It's going to be interesting. Four years, we'll say. To me, to me, that's as far as you can go. Did you see this thing I posted on Facebook? I'm going to send you a link to it to remind you. I found it very interesting. It was a graphical representation of different news sources and where they sit in the spectrum of from liberal utter garbage to conservative utter garbage. And then, you know, in the middle being kind of like your mainstream with minimal partisan bias. Um, did, Did you see the link? I'm looking at it right now. It's on Imager. Um, yeah, but see, NPR, BBC, Washington Post, New York Times, Reuters, CNN, USA Today are, are all accused of bias. 
Uh, but those are not. the targets that are accused of bias. But by and whom? The Economist, I find not by most. Uh, skews less con- conservative. Just the Economist on, on their yeah so on their non-financial topics. That's they interesting. Have some, uh, I, I like the Economist. It's a great, I, great magazine. I, I would find the Economist to be very conservative. So that's interesting really? to hear your perspective. Yeah, yeah. They, but they don't mess with the social spectrum of things, right? So no, you know. Um, but yeah, like, like the, I'm, I'm, you know, speaking as a conservative, you know, the economist is definitely, I would consider a little bit more biased than what this, I agree with, uh, NPR, BBC, I think the Washington Post and New York Times skew a little bit more left, but, um, but I, have I, fi- a little left there. but I, but I, I have find a them, I find them to be, uh, reputable, like something I read there. I don't, I don't think that they're. I think you don't that question, they, right? they strive for journalism, no, no, for like decent journalism, right? Like, like to me, that's they, they focus on the facts, right? They don't they don't try and draw meaning, and they also limit their adjectives. Like for for fun, just to pick on a conser- a very conservative uh, news article, uh, a news source, compare a story on the same topic uh, between uh, the New York Times and Fox News, you know, for the sake of argument, and pick one that might be critical of Hillary Clinton. Right. New York Times is very factual. Um, Hillary Clinton had um, uh, is sick, sounds sick, has coughing. Uh, Fox News will sensationalize that, you know. Yeah. Oh, and there's even a report that someone might have called 911 and then and it could be bullshit because you can use terms like and this works both ways. Like sure, the yeah. New York, the, the New York Times will say, um you know, President Trump took a call from Taiwan, something that hadn't been done in 35 years. And we have sources that say that China is calling Taiwan to task, right? Like literally that might be the, the statements. And, and there's not a whole lot of meaning being drawn to the report. It's just literal. You know, the facts may not make someone look well, you know, like, but the, you, know, you can always paint facts in different ways. But I feel like they try to just be very matter of fact, right? Mm-hmm. And the same story in Huffington Post, you know, they'll literally yep. say that China's going nuts and they're about to go to war with us. And and, and, it, and it's kind of like a very similar. I don't think they'll say that much, but they are skewed. They, well, whatever it is. I'm, certain, I'm, yeah. I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to say what they would say. I'm just, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just giving you a hard time. It's fine. No, I agree. Huffington Post would be uh, more left-leaning, and it, I think that's indicated here. Now, I will say this. When it comes to reading and informing myself on what's going on in the world, I much prefer news sources that challenge my thinking over news sources that echo my thinking. I agree. Because, yeah, because how else, at least the way that I can inform myself and learn to either consider a different point of view or strengthen my resolve in what I think is the correct conviction is by having it challenged, not by having it echoed back to me. If I have it echoed back to me, then, then there's no stimulation. There's no, in, you know, intellectual, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I, this happened to me recently and, uh, I discovered something, uh, I'm all over the place as far as politics, even though most people think I'm, uh, on the, uh, natural news side, sensational clickbait side. Um, but the same thing happened there. Um, we see Donald Trump uh, gaining, and I thought maybe I'm in the echo chamber. Maybe the sources that I read are just an echo chamber. I'm not really seeing what's really going on. And so I started reading other stuff. I started reading again. Um, what's the guy's name? Um, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm losing it now. He was on the news this morning, too. Um, Sorry, I don't. Anyway, I read, I read an article from a one of those talking the heads uh, of uh, the right. Oppenheimer? And, uh, what's that? Oppenheimer? Is that his name? No, no, he's... Um, He's from Texas. Uh, I can picture his his face. Good lord, I just total brain fart. But anyway, he's one of those right wing guys. Somebody who I you know historically have disagreed with. But I read something he wrote on Medium, and uh, I actually agreed with it. Uh, but then I found out this morning that he had changed. He had abandoned the alt right thing, right, and he's he's more moderate now, uh, which is probably why I agreed with him. So it doesn't solve my echo chamber concerns. Right. I, I, but wanna... I, I agree with you. We, mm-hmm. we should. Do you think that uh, with the uh, what do we call it? The newstainment, edu- uh, entertainment twist that we've gone with news that we've lost the ability as a people to think critically, to be able to read. Uh, for example, I, I like the Atlantic. I like Slate. I like Fox. I like the Guardian. But do you think most people uh, have lost the ability, lost the skill to read something and immediately or pretty quickly determine this is op-ed, I can consider it, right? Um, but I don't have to take it as fact. Or uh, some of the brief bar news, I'm just reading off some of the uh, news ones that are in the red zone here that says just don't go here. Uh, the brief bar news, which in Infowars, the Alex Jones guy or addicting info occupied their says, don't go here. This is uh, sensational garbage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, people who read that and say, oh, that's definitely true. Right. Do you think we've lost that as a, uh, lost the ability to think critically as a people and we just accept anything that's printed as, as fact? That's a good question. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think that the fact, you know, the internet making information making it so easy to create content and share that content and represent yourself as a journalist or with journalistic integrity and it actually there being none like intentionally as a lot of these sources are i mean that's what they're there for right they're there to rile up a crowd and attract that that market right with the way they model their the, the their their perception of the world. Um, I think that we might be in a space where we're really starting to get at the really bad side of free press and freedom of speech. And I say bad in the sense that now you can you can literally lie. I mean, it's one thing to create a fake religion and then organically try and grow it. Uh, but it's another thing to go out there and say, hey, this is what's happening in the world. And you start shaping that worldview to an image that doesn't exist intentionally, which is what I think a lot of these new sites do, regardless of where they sit on the spectrum. Um, I think it's dangerous. And I think that with the access of information and the internet and the phones and all that stuff, it's just becoming easier to pander to that crowd that is ripe 
and has always been ripe to be pandered to. So I don't know that we can, I don't know that we can do much about the fringes. Here's, here's an underlying principle I have. This is just an underlying truth that I believe in. And that's that the truth is always going to come out in, in any situation. And as long as you have enough truth tellers in the world, then folks that might be on that fence that might fall for some of these conspiracy theories, I think can be redeemed and will have enough. And I don't think we've lost that. I, I, I don't think we're going into a mode where suddenly the majority of people are going to start to perceive this world for something it's not, which is what a lot of these new sites are doing. I know that's a very mm -hmm. long winded to just get to that answer. I don't think we've lost that ability. I think as long as we have, you know, reputable journalism and press happening, you're going to have reasonable people. Yeah. But the whole pizza gate thing where that, that guy went to with the, uh, AR 15 to that pizza, pizza place, because I don't remember if it was Infowars or, uh, Ray Bart said that Hillary Clinton was using as a front to uh, uh, sell children into sex slavery. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's kind of ridiculous. It's Glenn Beck, by the way, was the guy I was trying to remember. Glenn Beck said that story? No, 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 no. Glenn Beck, Glenn Beck was the one that I uh, started reading articles from that I... I read a few that I agreed with. Well, he's changing. He's changing. He's not... He's yeah. not um... He's definitely becoming more moderate. Oh, okay, yeah, you were you were describing, right? You were like, what's the name of that guy? You couldn't remember. Yeah. And yeah. now that you say Glenn Beck, I'm like, yeah, that dude's really changed his tune. Yeah, I mean, he's still conservative, uh, but he's skews conservative, mainstream conservative to the point that I can, like, I like the, I tell you right now, I like can the now, economist. I'm you can now read your, it. Uh, sure. Infographic here. Uh, the All the ones that I read here, I don't read the Fiscal Times. I may have to go look at it. Uh, the Atlantic Slate, Vox, The Guardian, Wall Street Journal, Economist, The Hill. The Hill's good. Watch Post, uh, New York Times, AP, Reuters, CNN. These are all things that I read. Yeah, like the ones right down the middle, right? Like I can tell you, yeah. like you can personalize your news sources. And mm -hmm. I have those top four there. NPR, BBC, Washington Post, New York Times. Like So a lot of my news comes from there. Um, yep. Uh, and, Less and, so for me, Wall Street Journal and The Economist, because they only give you a handful of uh, handful of free uh, views. <laughs> uh, I get I have yeah. access to The Economist through a website uh, through a service called Texture. You pay like ten bucks a month, and you have access to like over a hundred magazines. Really? I'll send it to me because that, that's great. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Um, yeah, over over two hundred digital magazines for a subscription price. And I'm very happy with it. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Yeah, um, that's that ten ten bucks is worth it then. Well, look, look I, I don't remember the exact cost. Maybe more. It looks like they have a they have a special offer where you can subscribe for three months for ten dollars, like for all three months, and then and then you yeah. could decide if you like it or not. Um, but my wife and I share an account. She likes her magazines. I like mine. You know, she's on her iPad. I'm on mine. We use the same account. There's no conflict of, oh, you can't log in from the... Like, they don't do any of that stuff. So, very family-friendly. Um, so, if... if um, Leslie? If Leslie gets mm -hmm. any value from it, um, then you can think of it as half the cost, right? Like, whatever, you know? It, yeah. And, and, and you could share it, and there's no conflict and things like that. So, it's really worthwhile. Um, 
you could set up profiles too. So like literally like I can pick, think like Netflix. So I can pick my profile and then see my magazines and Bettina could pick her profile. That's what I mean by very family friendly with the same credentials and everything. Yeah. So it's set up, it's set up to share in a household. Just like Netflix is, you can have one account on Netflix. Yeah, they, they don't okay. they don't market it that way. Like if you look at a at a frequently asked question, they'll say, "Yeah, you need separate accounts," but they don't enforce it. So, and even if they did, I think I would still subscribe twice. But, um, kind of like in a related kind of content media content vibe. There, uh, I discovered recently at least for me, why I prefer Apple Music over Spotify. Mm -hmm. And that's that I feel that the radio stations on Apple Music are a lot better than the radio stations that Spotify cobbles together. And I didn't even think about it. I, I use the radio option on for um, through my Apple uh, Music service a lot, especially now in the holidays. I love Christmas music. But their Beats One radio station is really cool. It's a worldwide radio station broadcast from different points around the world. Really, really fun music. They have other... But I, I, I feel like they curate their music really well. So when you are listening to some of these stations, whatever the theme is, you really are going to get quality music. Um, it's... it's uh, it, it, I, I feel like... Um, and, you know, of course, Apple's a company with a lot, many more resources and you know, uh, than Spotify, but yeah, I don't know. I, I wanted to share that. I thought you might find that interesting. Yeah. I'm, I use, uh, Pandora still. I still like Pandora. Um, but we're, our, uh, landscape, technical landscape in our house is not pure Apple. So, um, we use Android phones. My wife has an Android tablet. I have an iPad. We have a Kindle. We do Netflix. We do Amazon. Um, sure. Kind of all over the place. We have a squeeze box still that still works fabulously. <laughs> um, the uh, it's not even called squeeze box anymore. I think it's called uh, Logitech Smart Radio. They rebranded it, mm. but it's good. I enjoyed it. So I, I I I and again just more of this content vibe. I briefly yeah you have a beautiful smile. You do. You're you're you're. I you're... just I switched back to the uh, to the screen where I have it, uh, uh, Audacity running, and I can see you and me. The nice. other screens just have you, so that's what I was looking at. So. Yeah, I'm only looking at you. I haven't looked at me in a while. I haven't looked at me. Yeah. I haven't looked at myself in a while. Not on the Skype thing. Yeah. Um, so, no, so I, 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 I mentioned this to you briefly. I think you were on the tarmac at O'Hare, finally leaving Chicago when I talked to you about the idea of starting a blog where we can write entries on just commentary on different commercials. Cause I, I, I look at some of these commercials that are playing and I just, I get a reaction. Yeah. You're pointing at me. You're like raising your hands. You're like thumbs up. You want to do that with me, right? Yes. I think that's be amazing. Uh, that was what made me bring up the, uh, official personal injury. Exactly. That would be, that would be so, so, so I, yeah, so I've, I've got it. I said I would set that up. I haven't had a chance to, but definitely going to set that up. Something to look forward to in the new year. Maybe I'll brand it Admiral glass as well. I mean, why not just continue to push the brand forward? Yeah. Why not? I mean, we don't have, uh, we don't know what to do with this thing anyway. I have, I have, I have a box, to talk. <laughs> I have a box full of Admiral glass mugs in the garage. You know, it's like, do you really? <laughs> no, we never settled on a logo. I got to talk to Angelo uh, again. 
It'd be yeah. he, he was our guest once, right? He was. It would be. He, he's the one who made the the um, graphics for the the new place, right? He, uh, yes, the new place, the new place. Yes. Hey, that's imminent, by the way. But we could talk about that offline. Well, I, I said the new place, so you don't have to bleep me out because I don't know if the uh, the branding. Oh, I'm not bleeping anything out. This is this is going to be another raw one, you know. Okay. Well, I don't know if the branding, uh, the due diligence has gone through. The concepts, so. the j- 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 just um, the 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 concepts are still under construction, okay. so so nothing's final. But um, yeah, it's kind of that's kind of really exciting stuff. Anyway, yeah, the payments industry is very exciting right now, especially uh, here in Denver. I've run into multiple people in the payments industry who are here exploring uh, Bitcoin, not Bitcoin, um, blockchain type payments okay. for the marijuana industry. Okay, so the, the the distributed ledger concept. How can we to provide integrity? Right to to use use it as payments. Uh, for a cash-only industry like the marijuana industry is right now. Yeah. There's and there's two apps out there that are are trying to use it. Oh, that's interesting. Um, it's 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 very interesting. The whole blockchain thing. The uh, there's a restaurant here that takes Bitcoin as payment. Exclusively? Uh, not exclusively. So if you if you have Bitcoin, you can play. You can pay with Bitcoin. You can pay your uh, chicken and waffles with Bitcoin. Hmm. Chicken and waffles. Do you have Bitcoin? I don't have any Bitcoin. No. I don't no. Either. That's too bad. I um I ha- I have dabbled in that market and I got out at a loss. It wasn't a profitable profitable. I didn't like lose a whole lot of money, but it's too volatile for me. I'm much more of a Dow Jones Industrial Index type the, of guy. Are you a Vanguard Index guy? Vanguard Index, yeah. S&P, like whatever, like just very, I bet on our economy as a whole, right? Just yeah. to go up. And unless we get into a nuclear war, um, I think that should be okay. Um, so, Let's hope not. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, so blog, right? Like, Hey, 2017, I, I, I'm looking forward to that. I want to, I want to get into blogging again. Um, so I think, I think that'll be a fun way to do it in a way that's kind of outside of the industry we're in just cause I get enough of the industry we're in every day at work. I, I kind of want to break out of that. Do you have any other wishes for 2017? Anything that you want to like as, as you, you know, it's, it's a little cliche, but we're at the end of the year, we're reflecting at least I am anyway, you know, Hey, this is what I've done this year. A new year's coming. Um, where, where's your head at and all that? Do you have any, uh, kind of wishes or goals? Uh, well, or... goals, uh, I need to firm up goals because uh, if, if it's not well-defined, it's not it's not a goal, right? Uh, I want to, I haven't been taking my photography very seriously lately. Uh, I'd like to get back into that. Um, I'd like to start taking care of myself better. I'm 40-something now, so uh, health which should be more important to me than it is. I want to Get into things that interest me in a way that kind of ha- hacking your health. Uh, there's an orange theory that just opened up recently re- around the corner. I've heard a lot of good things about that. That's kind of the whole. Uh, yeah, they gamify uh, it. They gamify it. Yeah, that's so. That sounds interesting. Um, it's a little expensive, so I haven't 
made the jump yet, and it's uh, it's still I think two degrees outside right now. So even oh my gosh, uh, <laughs> it's pretty cold, right? <laughs> so um, there's things like that. I want to get uh, uh, professionally. I want to get better at uh, the new vision of monitoring and uh, the new uh, next generation of infrastructure, right? Which includes uh, learning a lot more programming than uh, the traditional infrastructure engineer would learn. Um, we should pair on something. We should build like something. That. We are going to build something, and we can talk about that later. Um, we are? We are. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> well, we're going to rebuild something, we should say. Uh, so, and spiritually, uh, I'm going to try to be nicer. Not only to myself, but to everybody else. Kinder, you're you're a pretty kind guy. I find you to be. So for you to take that up another level would be really really fun to see. Well, I think that uh, a lot of people. I'm not kind to my mind. I'll say that. We all have our little uh, voice in our head, and uh, that voice can be can be unkind at times. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Kind of, kind of attacking it at the core, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah uh, uh, and then you add that I want to read more. I want to, you know, see my dad more. So uh, I've been watching flights to Madrid. Uh, do you do you know the points guy? The points guy dot com. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know him personally, but I've I've read. It, I've read it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but now. Uh, there's, I found a flight that popped up last week, and I sent it to my wife, but um, we haven't firmed up dates yet, so it didn't hop on it. But $400 to Madrid from Denver. 400 bucks via Heathrow. Ooh, that's the part Heathrow that sucks. Heathrow is fine. Heathrow is fine for me. I've, I've been there way too many times. I, I, know the, I know the airport, and it's BA all the way, so it'll be uh, Terminal 5 in Heathrow, which is the nice terminal. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, that's good. The thing that bothers me about Heathrow is that you have to enter England and then leave England again. And so, so you have to collect your bags and then put them and go through security a second time. At least I, I when you have to I do that most airports uh, when you return to the U.S. Well, okay, they no, no, pick up their bags, no, go through your customs. I'm sorry, you're you're right. Here's my frame of mind. Right, it's when I fly from Miami to Amsterdam, I try to go through Paris because once you enter the border there. You're done, and you don't have to take your bags and resubmit them because you don't really leave. Once you enter in Paris, you're entering the EU. is as good as entering Amsterdam. Right. You're so entering you're ba- the Schengen zone for sure, right? Exactly. So so that's what I was comparing it to. Um, yeah. Uh, but, but for $400, I mean, I'd gladly cross several borders. Um, I mean, from Denver, that's ridiculous. I'd jump on that if you haven't yet. Like I wouldn't delay. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. But uh, it was just because we weren't sure of the dates. Um, no, no, no. For that price, again, you adjust. Uh, the... I think. <laughs> for, for that price, you adjust. I know I would. Yeah. If I saw four hundred dollars uh, ahead uh, to so go to Holland, I would buy us. that. The euro is, uh, yeah, is good. Uh, the dollar is strong Almost against parody, it. Wow, really? I think it was one hundred four. Let's put it close that on. Let's look. So for so for 2017, I want to I want to try and keep my goals light. 
Um, so I, I, I kind of have two themes that I want to, I want to attack. I want to weigh 220 pounds by the end of the year. Um, at about, I'm about 250 now. Um, I didn't weigh myself this morning. I forgot. Wouldn't surprise me if I'm a little over 250. I'm, I'm hovering now between 240 and 255 or 245, 255. Um, when I, I haven't really lost more weight since around my birthday, August 10, when I hit that low of, you know, 242, 243. Um, so I've kind of been, just been hovering up and maintaining my weight, which I'm happy because the reason I haven't lost more weight is because I haven't been rigorously dieting either. I've just been maintaining. I'm continuing my walking every day. I continue to, so I can get my fitness level that way with fairly good consistency. So drinking a lot of water, have a lot of salad, have a lot of vegetables. But hey, if I want a slice of pizza or you know if I want a piece of a cookie or whatever, I do it. And you know, so I'm maintaining my weight really well, and I'm happy about that. But I, I want to kick that into high gear. I want to see if I can shed another 20 pounds, very macro level. Just want to try and lose a pound a half a pound to a pound a week, right? If I, if I can do that, it's super manageable. I know how to do it. Um, so we want to get there. I think the second thing, and this might surprise you or maybe not, maybe the fact that I'm calling it out so succinctly will surprise you, but the idea won't. And that's that I want to leave Miami in 2017. I want to get out of here. Lovely city. Don't get me wrong beautiful and sunny like right now it's like 70 outside and the wind is blowing and it's there's green and palm trees and uh there's a lot of nice things to do for families and for adults too without kids uh, just very very cool hip modern city but i don't feel that my kids are getting the best upbringing they could be and for me that's the main driver I think I could do better than Miami for them. And so I, I'm tired of kind of making excuses. I think it's time to do it. Now, I'm not going to set for a goal the landing spot because I want to be open to that. But, um, yeah, like we're also uh, it, between Christmas and New Year's, we're also going to go up uh, to the Carolinas, kind of close to where Ariel goes. And we're going to be in the mountains. Um and yeah, and we're we're Bettina and I are gonna have a lot of heart to hearts about it and figure out well where do we wanna be. Um but I think I think this is the year. And whether we sell the house or keep the house, whether we you know, do do something else, uh, uh yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. Like all that's out in the open. Macro level goal though is I, I do want to be somewhere else by the end of twenty seventeen, somewhere that's better for my kids, so are you so we'll considering see. the U.S. as the only landing, or are you open to anything? So outside of the U.S., the only other possibility would probably be Amsterdam or or The Hague or Rotterdam or Utrecht, like one of the Dutch cities, just because Bettina's parents are there. Mm. I like visiting Holland. I don't know that I would want to live there. It's lovely there. It is. And considering that... It is new- rated one of the best countries to raise a family, that in Denmark. Yeah, no, it is. And there's very, the happiness index is really high. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of business opportunity and things like that. So I, I think, it, I think, um, should things not work out for me and that place we work at, right? Um, uh, you know, I, I would like to move to a place that has a lot of options for me. So that's another driver. Um, so now, so now you're thinking, right, like Silicon Valley or DC area or New York or, uh, Research Denver. Triangle Park, 
Denver is exploding here. Tech is exploding here. Or Austin, Texas. Austin's or good too, yeah. Oklahoma City. Uh, no, just kidding. Not know. that one. Um, uh, I heard you say Denver. I'm trying to ignore. I'm trying to not acknowledge you saying that just to try and poke fun. But that's not working. You're just you're just rolling with it. Yeah, I'm rolling with this. Um, <laughs> no, no. So so Denver. Like yeah, I don't know. You know, like uh, Denver Salt Lake City is another interesting one too, especially in the I financial like, world. I like Utah in general. Um, uh, you know, so yeah, so this is, you know, th- that's a big goal for me. Like, I don't know, like, you know, uh, I don't know where we land. Um, I don't know what it would mean for me professionally. Like, it's a, it's a big, it's a big deal. Um, so, so I just don't want to take anything for granted. I don't want you to, I don't want you to sit there and be thinking, do I need to read between the tea leaves there? I mean, no, if, my preference would be to move and keep my job, to be clear, because I know we're, we're, we're co-workers, and I don't want you to think that I'm thinking about leaving. I'm not. I didn't think that until you brought it up. You now know. I'm thinking it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm very critical of myself. Uh, well, like when I say things like I want to make sure that I move to a place where I have options. Oh, you're laughing. You're just mocking me. I'm glad that, uh, <laughs> that I can amuse you. I'm like that monkey, right, with the symbols to you. Yeah, no. Uh, well, we've talked about this, too. I... I, I... I don't have a driver to leave Denver. Uh, I mean, I don't dislike the city, but we've we lucked out on the house, and it keeps. And on it's so lovely. I love the picture you took with the lights. I mean, it's just so pretty. I like your oh, house. Oh, the picture I sent you. Yeah. Yeah, nice. your house is very lovely. I I really like it. It's just it's this it's a very cute, quaint uh, property. So let me opinion. ask you a question. I, I don't know your personal situation, but let me ask you a question. If you had the opportunity to uh, – you would have to move, obviously, because you couldn't uh, do it in the same market you're in. But move somewhere that you liked, you got to choose, and not have a house payment. But it meant moving to a much less expensive city. You'd have a driver to do that, right? And that's kind of the situation. I don't, we're I don't mind at. paying a mortgage. Like, like – our mortgage is very low, so right. I it's to, to to me, I'm already paying I don't know more than a thousand dollars under whatever the renters market is over here, um, which is part like like that's why I wouldn't want to sell the house because I could probably rent it out, you know. But my question is is who 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 would rent a four bedroom house, you know, like down in Cutler Bay? Like I just to me it doesn't seem like there's a market for my property. It's, I have to research it. I, I don't know, you know. Right. Um, but, but yeah, no, it just all things being equal, I would prefer to not have a mortgage than to have a mortgage, even if it meant to sacrifice living in a smaller city to do so. Yeah. But that's now, just where me. Where we want to go, you need we to don't ask know. Bettina, that's too. I was going to say just to that question, like, you'd have to ask Bettina, too, like, what, would, what does she prefer? Right. Just like you and Leslie have to work that out. But yeah. That's that's the only driver. We like Denver. We like being cl- close to the mountains. But it is getting very expensive here. Everything is. Yeah. And uh, British Petroleum is moving its headquarters here. <laughs> BP. A lot of I, I heard another company was moving its headquarters to to Denver. Um, There's quite a few uh, influx. Yeah. Um, it's becoming interesting as far as uh, the automated uh, city. You live in the south side of Denver, right? 
I live just south of downtown, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know a guy that lives right in downtown in one of those high-rises. Beautiful, just ridiculously beautiful condo. Like on the 30th floor of a high-rise. Yeah. yeah. They're, yeah Denver, they're building more. A couple of those are now uh, maybe not quite Miami Beach pricing, but up there. Oh, I, I, maybe more. Like, I think I think Denver's a very cool place, you know? Um. So anyway, we're we're uh, we've been chatting for a while. I think uh, I think yeah. it's time we wrap this up. Um, Let's wrap it. Merry Christmas to you. I know. Yeah. Merry Christmas to you too, man. Um, what are you doing for for the holidays? I saw that you're going to have 27 people at your house. 20. Well, right with Bettina and I, and if you if you not counting babies, uh, yeah, it'd be 27 including uh, Bettina and I and the kids. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of people. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I always I always have a big crowd at Christmas Eve, so it's nothing new. Well, we're not gonna we're not gonna do the pork thing, the Cuban thing this year. I mean, we're gonna eat pork, but it won't be like we're not gonna have one in a Spitfire in the back of the yard. Um, but um, but yeah, but it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Are you gonna do anything? You gonna hang hang around? We we what we usually do in Denver is we'll go to a uh, old folks home down south. And they do this sort of thing where they walk around and talk to people and sing carols and um, just hang out with the old folks. And then uh, probably watch bad movies on Christmas. Nice. <laughs> so, not a lot. Pretty tranquil. Sounds awesome. Well, I do wish you a good time. Thank you for making the time to record uh, one more Admiral Grass. Admiral Glass. Glass. For 20 Glass. Admiral Grass. Admiral Glass. <laughs> yeah, I do live in Denver, so maybe we should have a specialized podcast called uh, Admiral Grass. Admiral Grass probably have many listeners. Yeah, tw- I, I'm hoping 2017 we could do this with a little bit more regularity. We gotta. I, I'd love to have a retrospective show where we just talk about how we feel we're doing and and what should we do differently. I know that I have some things to talk about. So there, you know, there's more current events. We're about to start an unprecedented time in our history with. Arguably the first independent president being elected. I know that he was under yeah. the pre- Republican Party, but that's, that's the only party that's stupid enough to tolerate such a candidate. Sorry. Um, that, so, that's a very interesting conversation because I, you, you think that uh, I, I think that the Democratic Party ended up with Hillary because of the superdelegates, and they put the superdelegates there to put that control in place, and the Republicans don't have that. Right. So you're, you're absolutely right with that. So yeah, yeah, not 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 your not. So yeah, so very interesting era that we're entering in, uh, in in a lot of respects, professionally, uh, geopolitically. So it's going to be fun to continue to flesh out this podcast and see if we can continue to find its identity and keep creating stuff. I, I love creating content, love writing, love recording. Uh, it's a lot of fun to do this with you, man. Did it. All right. So until next time. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.